Welcome to another episode of Lineage Speaks, the podcast. I'm your host, Martelena Donterpel, and this season we're featuring authors from the book Divinity Speaks, women who tune in and trust divine inspiration. Today, sharing her chapter, we have Tarith Namdeep Kaur. Tara Namdeep Kaur is the founder and CEO of Tara Namdeep SPC, a social purpose corporation that focuses on people over profit. Tara Namdeep is a certified Hellenistic astrologer and Kundalini yoga teacher. Through these practices, she is able to connect with the demigods of the stars and the tattvas, also known as the elements of earth, air, fire, water, and ether, or spirit. It is in these ancient practices that all of Tara Namdeep's lifelong learnings of esoteric arts culminated, and she saw the need to help other spiritual seekers find a way to work through transits in their lives. She helps her clients stop the mental chatter and get past their stopping points and fulfill or find their purpose in this lifetime. Tara Namdeep has two amazing and wonderful grown children, two daughters-in-law, and a happy, joyous grandson. She shares her home with her dog, Shay, and her mama kitty, Smudge. Hello, Satnam. Divinity speaks to me in a variety of ways. I've found that I need the whole body, yes, to go forward on a project or idea. I have also learned that sometimes divinity speaks to me by telling me no, or not now, which is just as valuable. In my entire life, I have gathered knowledge, lessons, and teachings that have been waiting to have the lived experience before I shared them. I've tried to share them before, but the timing was not right. I hadn't found the connection I was searching for to make a complete picture of what I was trying to have in a relay arts conversation with the universe. A bit about me. Astrology is as much of my spiritual life as Kundalini Yoga. I am not your typical woo-woo gal. I am not a peace, love and light, softly spoken person. I would say that I am tactfully blunt. I am an odd duck that sees the bigger picture of infinite. We are just a speck within a speck within a speck, all on different frequencies of universe. Not many of my close friends or family totally get what I talk about or what I'm interested in. They are supportive, but they just don't quite get it, and that's okay. That's why you become part of communities and find like-minded people for the support you need. Not a community to be in an echo chamber, but to express or just listen to others. And yes, my writing voice is different from my video voice, and I've grown to love it. My writing brain allows me to articulate what my verbal brain may not be able to say. I don't do well with open-ended questions. I need yes, no, maybe type of questions. It's how I'm built. I can explain in detail after I put it into a format of have you ever, as compared to tell me a time layout. My interests are traditional astrology, kundalini yoga, tarot, natural magic, and the mind-body connection through mantra meditations. 
All of these require a certain amount of trust in your connection to divinity and listening to what is being shared. I haven't always been so deeply connected to the divinity source as I wanted to be. I allowed life and self-doubt to get in the way. I thought I was just trying to reach for stars that weren't mine and I should be content just living a normal, regular life. But something kept telling me that I needed to share what I had learned and share that voice. I had to wait until I made the connection of heart, mind, body, and spirit, and not just let it escape into the ethers. Because when divinity speaks to you, you can pull it down from etheric realms and start again, and that's where I am now. How I arrived at this point in my life. Through my online community connections at about 2015, 16, I started having an overwhelming desire to learn astrology. I wanted to learn the roots and history and more than just the psychological modern aspect. I wanted the art and science of the divinatory meanings and messages. When I listened to my favorite astrology podcast that had a guest on and his message clicked and his sermons from the stars intrigued me. Even though I considered myself a witch since I was 13, when he referred to the Bible, he was a preacher's kid, his words, not mine. I could feel the resistance to the organized religious dogma associated with it. And I began to ask myself why? What is the resistance to hearing another viewpoint? I was okay with the other spiritual books he used and loved the teachings he referred to and decided I needed to work on that. I even sent him an email telling him how much I enjoyed his videos and joked about my conflict, but I was happily going to work through it. He is now a bhakti yogi, and I looked into the practice, but it didn't quite hit home. Many things resonated, but again, something was telling me that there was more to explore. So I did. I looked into kundalini yoga, and it piqued my curiosity, but again, something told me I wasn't ready for it yet. So I kept going forward, living my life, absorbing information. In 2020, I enrolled in my first astrology course for Hellenistic astrology with the former mentioned astrologer and became certified through this course. I am currently taking two more courses concurrently to deepen my knowledge. This brings me to about 2018. Minor backtrack here, or retrograde if you will. And I am again introduced to Kundalini Yoga, Guru Jagat specifically. I had never met her personally, but I have met part of her wonderful family and this is how I found out about her. This connection turned my world around to say the very least. The connection to infinity, divinity, and finite was made. Everything that I had been searching for was making a direct connection to me. When Guru Jagat passed away on August 1st, 2021, I had the most profound, cathartic moment of my life. And I still don't know exactly why, other than, in retrospect, it was a change in the collective consciousness and frequency of a great voice being lost on this level on the planet Earth. So this takes us to the present moment and my life path, my Dharma, what I was sent here to do and that is to share with people that they can work with the stars, planets, and your mind, body, and heart to connect to the infinite voice of the divinity. 
You can work through rough transits and use the aspects to go beyond what you feel is holding you back or keeping you in a constant state of fear, worry, or doubt. If more people listened to their higher mindset and enacted their neutral mind instead of the negative personal self-talk of not being good enough, feeling lost, or overwhelmed, then the frequency on the planet would feel so much better for it. The ease of hearing divinity speak to you can help guide you where you want to be in your life. This can be done by mantra meditation, massive fan of this because I need the sound current, nod, to guide me on a daily basis. Physical activity, hint, hint, kundalini yoga is excellent for this and exploring your natal birth chart and the transits that are happening and where and how divinity is speaking to you through them. We live on a polarity planet, and that is more than just a spiritual philosophy. We have a magnetic north and magnetic south, so this planet has extreme opposites of positivity and negativity. What we need to do as a collective is come to a more neutral understanding. What empathy you have for people closest to you needs to be shared with the world as a whole. No judgments, just understanding and a way to help and serve others. And I'm not saying everything has to be perfectly balanced and smooth going into your life. It is to understand the tensions of the moments and hold them without letting them consume you. Here are some of the ways divinity speaks. Almost every day I get information sent to me and I am recognizing it more than I ever did before. And it's because I have been listening with a more focused mindset. I will think about something I want to have an answer to and begin looking it up in a reference book or some non-electrical paperwork and see if I can find an answer. Sometimes I find it, sometimes I don't. And then later that evening or the next day, I'll go online for something unrelated and I'll find more answers to my original thoughts. And I have to say the majority of the time, it is a Guru Jagat video. Whether it's from years ago, recorded before I even knew of her, or of those up to her passing last year. If it is not her, it is one of my other mentors. I'm always getting answers when I need them, and that is divine. All I know is that I have found my spiritual home within this finite body. I know I can work within the energetic sound current to express infinite wisdom through the stars, and I am meant to share it now. Introduction to Astrology. The moon placement in your chart represents the environment of what the plot line of the sun's placement is going to give you direction, drive, and purpose to. And the phase of the moon can express how the timing of these endeavors play out. My moon is in the third quarter phase, so my whole life I have had a sense of urgency to accomplish things, but I needed the experience first to accomplish my goals. So let's look at some traditional astrology. Do you know what it means when someone's talking about your big three or what your ascendant is? Your big three are referred to your sun, moon, and rising signs. These planets and placements give you and those around you a sense of who you are and how some of your personality traits may appear. The rising sign and the ascendant are used interchangeably, but there are differences. The ascendant is the exact degree the sun was breaking over the horizon on the east. 
The rising sign is the house placement that the ascendant degree resides in on the chart wheel. Most natal charts you see are formed in a circle. Some different areas of astrology can use a square or just a table layout. But for this purpose, we'll talk about the chart wheel. The chart wheel is divided into 12 topics of life, one for each house placement. Using the whole sign house method, all 12 houses are laid out in equal 30 degree sections. The first house is the only one that is specifically about you and how you present in the world and how others perceive you. The other 11 topics represent a topic of your life. Some are in the private sector and others are in the public arena. Houses one through six are your personal or private sectors. Houses seven through 12 are public areas. Everyone has the 12 houses in the chart and everyone has all planets in their chart. You may have a house that is empty, meaning there are no planets in that house. And depending on how much you explore, you may find you have asteroids, midpoints, and other aspects to, in a house. But for now, we'll stick to the basic traditional astrology. House topics. First, you, how you present to the world. Second, your personal finances, how you create resources. Third, your local community, lower levels of school, local travel, or the idea for long distance travel. Fourth, home, family, father, or parents. Fifth, creativity, children, sex, art, creation. Sixth, Service, war, sickness or injury, servitude, small animals. Seventh, relationships of all types like marriage or business. Eighth, other people's money, death, taxes, inheritance. Ninth, higher learning, esoteric arts, long distance travel, religion. 10th, career, what you practice. 11th, friends, social groups, and communities. 12th, things that are hidden, reflection, suffering, dangers, escapism. To take this to the next step, depending on your rising or ascendant sign, determines who rules your chart placements. I am a Libra rising, so that becomes my first house placement. Venus is the ruler of Libra, so she becomes the ruler of my birth chart. Scorpio is my second house. Sagittarius is the third house. All the way around zodiacal order until you get to Virgo in the twelfth house. Each of these zodiacal signs is ruled by one of the seven visible planets in traditional astrology. Uranus. Neptune and Pluto were not considered because they could not be seen with the naked eye and weren't discovered until many centuries later with the aid of telescopes. Who are the rulers of the zodiac? Sun, Leo, Moon, Cancer, Mars, Aries and Scorpio, Venus, Taurus and Libra, Mercury, Gemini and Virgo, Jupiter, Sagittarius and Pisces, 
Saturn, Capricorn, and Aquarius. How the planets act in certain houses depends on if they are in their home sign or how they are in aspect to other planets. If not in their home sign, it is like being a guest at someone's home and depending on whether you like the house that you are in, it could be an easy time or a more difficult time. Each planet I consider to be like a demigod and have lessons and transmissions to teach us. They are not to be used in a flippant way or just be used to get something. They are a vibrational expression of the universe. All have different frequencies and sound currents to share if we take the time to listen to what they are saying. Astrology is like asking the oracle or divinity what wisdom it has in store for you and how to work through all that is given to you. Traditional astrology also uses what is known as dignities, which are the modes, tropical, solid, and double-bodied. In modern astrology, they are referred to as cardinal, fixed, and mutable. It is how the energy of the demigod is expressed. Tropical, initiating, solid, stable, double-bodied, changeable, the elements, fiery, intense and animated, earthy, practical and rigid, airy, movable and commutative, and watery, fluid and receptive. This gives you the first clue as to how a particular sign personality behaves. Like a Gemini rising person is changeability in their actions and speaking compared to a Taurus rising person who can be stable, practical, and more rigid in their approach or ideas. Or Mars is a fiery tropical sign. It likes to initiate action in projects or ideas. Modalities of the signs. Leo, solid fire. Cancer, tropical water. Gemini, double-bodied air. Virgo, double-bodied earth. Taurus, solid air. Libra, tropical air. Aries, tropical fire. Scorpio, solid water. Sagittarius, double-bodied fire. Pisces, double-bodied water. Capricorn, tropical earth. Aquarius, solid air. How do I connect Kundalini Yoga to astrology? In Kundalini Yoga, there are the Tetavas, earth, air, fire, water, and ether or spirit, which are the five elements of what you are made of, and it is up to you how you handle yourself to keep the elements in a neutral position. The definitions of each of the Tetavas is much harsher than just the elements in astrology. But again, we live on a polarity planet, and we are meant to find and hold the balance of the tensions of what is presented to us. Using the sound currents of mantra meditation and kriyas, yoga sets, helps you to stay neutral and be able to listen to what divinity is telling you. Tetavas, ether, akasha tetava, your throat chakra area, the sound current, being steadfast. The negative, a big ego. Positive, realizing you are part of the infinite. Air. Vayu Tetava, heart chakra area, 
sense of touch, being balanced and unselfish. Negative, attachment to possessions. Positive, serving others. Fire, Agni Tetaba, Naval Chakra Area. Sight, being direct and not giving up. Negative, anger. Positive, redirect the anger to work on your negativity. Water, Apas Tetava, Root Chakra Area, Taste, Engaging, Negative, Lust, Positive, Don't Objectify People, Use the Energy to be of Service to Others. Earth, Fritvi Tetva, Non-Specific Chakra Area, but are the bones, flesh, skin, and teeth, smell, accommodating negative greediness positive be of a higher caliber person message to you i'm here to share that sometimes you need to have lived experiences before you are ready to share with a broader audience compared to just your close-knit circle and immediate environment but it all starts with you and within you and listening to what divinity has to say. There have been times I have started endeavors, but knew something wasn't quite right with either the topic or the timing. I chalked it up to inexperience or I was just not trying hard enough. Was I not meant to do more with my life other than the mundane everyday taking care of daily business of life? And yes, at times, I didn't push myself in the right direction. I took the easy way out or my moderately severe depression and anxiety I wasn't recognizing took over? I have even gone from the end of the work week drinks to drinking three or four times a week to numb out. I was overweight and just not in a good place in general. And as a side note, because of Kundalini Yoga, I no longer have depression or anxiety. I know I can meditate and chant a mantra to get me back into focus and a neutral mind. And I hardly drink anymore. Maybe a few drinks every few months with friends, not alone, or trying to numb out. I have also lost over 25 pounds and I'm actually happy as a person. I've also come to realize those times in my life were the times divinity was telling me my experience over expression. Get the experience now so you can express it with wisdom later. Divinity Speaking. Divinity Speaking has many levels to how she approaches us, but she can talk to us through astrology and we can connect with the infinite while being in a finite body. This is how we can connect to communities and heal on a collective level. Thank you for listening. All proceeds go to elamugirls.com, a nonprofit helping women in Kenya escape poverty, sex tourism, and genital mutilation by teaching them to sew and giving them a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if our stories help you on your journey. Follow us on Instagram at Lineage Speaks the Podcast. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.